Ahoy, mates! Welcome back to We Players, the Odyssey audio drama. When we last left our shipmates, they were rowing for their lives. The crew narrowly escaped the fearsome Cyclops, who howled in agony over his stolen eye. The Cyclops sent a powerful prayer to his father Poseidon, that Odysseus and his men be cursed upon the seas. Will the curse come true? Where will the crew end up next? Mayhap on more gentle shores? The shores of a sorceress, perhaps? All on the ballin, homeward we are going. All on the ballin, the ballin. All on the ballin, the cyclops is a groanin. All on the ballin, the ballin. All on the ballin, the cyclops gonna eat you. All on the ballin, the ballin. All Landfall was on Atlas Island. Um, that's not an island. I don't know that tail. Which one are we supposed to be talking about? What? What? Okay. Waterlee. Um, what's the name of the island? Um, Atlas Island. Atlas Island. The one with the beautiful lady and the magic and the pigs. Island of Circe. Dire, beauty, and divine. We came washed in our silent ship upon her shore and found a cove, a haven for the ship. We landed, worn out and sick at heart, tasting our grief. And I took my spear and broadsword and climbed a rocky point above the ship for sight or sound of human labor. Gazing out from that high place, I could see a smoke wisp from the woodland hall of Circe. Old shipmates. Aye. Companions in a disastrous time. Aye. Polites. Captain of armies. Eurylochus. Lord Eurylochus. The rest of you stand by. He never remembers my name. All I see is one more island in the boundless main. A low landscape covered with woods and scrub and puffs of smoke ascending in oh, mid-forest. Puffs of smoke are never a good sign. My <laughs> message broke their cannibal. spirit as they recalled the hardy cannibal, cannibal. Cyclops thirsting for our blood. <laughs> but their tears gained us nothing. What good can come of grief? Okay. And so, numbering off my band of men-at-arms into two platoons, I took one and Lord Eurylochus... Brave Eurylochus! The other. We quickly shook lots in a bronze helmet. <laughs> the lot of brave Eurylochus. Valiant Eurylochus. Leapt out first. So off he went with 22 companions weeping. <laughs> leaving the rest of us behind in tears as well. In the wild wood, we found 
an open glade around a smooth stone house, the Hall of Circe. And wolves and mountain lions lay there, mild in her soft spell, fed on her drug of evil. None would attack. Oh, it was strange, I tell you. They just came pawing up around us, fawning, swishing their long tails. Lions, wolves with big, powerful claws. And the men cringed in fear at the sight of these strange, ferocious beasts. But still, we paused at her doors. In the entranceway, we stayed to listen there. Lo, she sang in her beguiling voice, while on her loom she wove ambrosial fabric, sheer and bright. A shimmering glory only goddesses can weave. Pelides, captain of armies, took command. Dear friends, there's no need for stealth. Well, here's a young weaver singing a pretty song to set the air a tingle on these lawns and paven courts. Goddess she is, or lady. Shall we greet her? Shall we? Come on, let's go in. Hello. And she came swiftly to her shining doors to let them in. And in they went, all innocence. Only Eurylochus stayed behind. I sensed a trap. On thrones she seated them and lounging chairs, while she prepared a meal of cheese and barley and amber honey mixed with Pramnian wine, Mm. adding her own vile pinch to wipe from their memories any thought of home. Scarce had they drunk when she flew after them with her long stick and shut them in a pigsty. Bodies, voices, Heads, bristles, all swinish now. Though minds, Polites darling, were still unchanged. So, squealing, in they went. And Circe tossed fodder for hogs who rut and slumber on the earth. Foul magic! Down to the ship, Eurylochus came running to cry, Alarm! 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 But he could not get a word out. Tears welled in his eyes. What is it? Tell me what's happened. Brave Eurylochus! We went up through the oak scrub where you sent us, Odysseus' glory of commanders, until we found a place in a glade, a marble house on open ground, and someone singing before her loom a chill, sweet song. Goddess or girl, we could not tell. They hailed her, and then she stepped through shining doors and said, Come, come in. Like sheep, they followed her. But I saw cruel deceit and stayed behind. Then all our fellows vanished. Not a sound and nothing stirred, although I watched for hours. Come, take me back the way you came. Not back there, oh my lord, oh leave me here, you. Even you cannot return, I know it. I know you cannot bring away our shipmates. Better make sail with these men, quickly too, and save ourselves from horror while we may. Eurylochus, stay right here, eating, drinking, safe by the black ship. I must be off. Necessity drives me on. I turned and left him, left shore and ship, and went up through the woodland hushed and shady to find the subtle witch in her long hall. 
that Hermes met him with his golden wand. Yoo-hoo, poor seafarer, your friends are locked in Circe's pale, and if you go to set them free, you go to stay, and never more make sail for your old home upon Thaki. But I can tell you what to do to come unchanged from Circe's power and disenthrall your fighting crew. Take with you to her bower as amulet this plant I know. It will defeat her horrid show. So pure and potent is the flower, no mortal herb was never so. Your cup with numbing drops of night and evil, stilled of all remorse, she will infuse to charge your sight. But this great herb with mortal force will keep your mind and senses clear. When she turns cruel, coming near with her long stick to whip you out of doors, then let your cutting blade appear. Let instant death upon it shine, and she will cower and yield her bed, a pleasure you must not decline. So may her lust and fear bestead you and your friends and break her spell. He bent down, glittering for the magic plant, and pulled it up, black root and milky flower. Amolo, in the language of the gods, fatigue and pain for mortals to uproot, but gods do this, and everything, with ease. Then, toward Olympus, through the island trees, Hermes departed, and I sought out Circe, my heart a heaving storm at every step. Before her mansion in the porch I stood, to call her, all being still. as a cat. She opened her bright doors and sighed a welcome. Come, come in. I've been waiting for you. This way. The Lady Circe mixed him a golden cup of honeyed wine, adding in mischief her unholy drug, her heart a swirl with evil. I drank. And drink. Failed. And now off to your sty, you swine, and wallow with your friends. I drew my sharpened sword and held it to her throat. <gasps> Who are you? Where are you from? Your city? Your parents? What champion of what country can you be? Are you not sluggish with my wine? Ah, wonder. Never a mortal man that drank this cup, but when it passed his lips, he had succumbed. Hail must your heart be, and your tempered will. <laughs> you must be Odysseus, man of twists and turns, of whom the glittering god with golden wand spoke to me ever. Come, sheath your sword. Let's go to bed together. Mount my bed and mix in the magic work of love. We'll breed deep trust between us. Circe. Circe, how dare you tell me to treat you with any warmth? You, who turned my men to swine in your own house, and now you hold me here as well. Teeming with treachery, you lure me to your room to mount your bed. So once I lie there naked, you'll unman me. Strip away my courage. Mount your bed. Not for all the world. Not until you consent to swear, I swear. goddess. A binding oath. You'll work no more enchantments to my heart. Never. Harm. Never. I'll never do you harm. Never. Huh. 
I'll never do you harm. Then, at last, I mounted Circe's gorgeous bed of love. Presently, in the hall, her maids were busy. The nymphs waited upon Circe. One drew up a silver table before the chairs and laid out golden trays to hold the bread. Another mulled heady, heartwarming wine in a silver bowl and set out golden cups. A third brought water and lit a blazing fire beneath a massive cauldron. By and by it bubbled, and when the dazzling brazen vessel seethed... She filled a bathtub to my waist and bathed me, mixing the hot and cold to suit my taste, showering head and shoulders down until she'd washed away the spirit-numbing exhaustion from my body. When she had done and smoothed him with sweet oil, she wrapped a tunic and a cloak around him and pulled a gleaming tray to his side. She pressed me to eat. I had no taste for food. I just sat there, mind wandering far away. Circe sidled near with a coaxing, winged word. Why sit at a table mute, Odysseus? Are you mistrustful of my bread and drink? Can it be treachery you fear again after the gods' great oath I swore for you? Circe. How could any man in his right mind endure the taste of food and drink until he'd freed his companions in arms and looked them in the eyes? Put heart in me to eat and drink you may by freeing my comrades. Circe strode on through the halls and out, her wand held high and flinging open the pens. She drove forth the men who looked like full-grown swine. She stroked them with some new chrism. And then behold, their bristles fell away. The coarse pelt grown on them by her drug melted away, and they were men again, younger. Younger than ever. More handsome. Much more handsome. And taller than before. Taller by far. Oh, Hello, maiden. <laughs> Son of Laertes and the gods of old, Odysseus, master mariner and soldier, go to the sea beach and the sea breasting ship, Drag it full length upon the land. Return, be quick, and bring all your dear companions. Now, being a man, I could not help consenting. So I went down to the sea beach and the ship where I found on board all my other men. My men! You're back again, my king prince! What a joy this is! Your safe return! Oh, my lord, where are all the rest of our friends and companions in a disastrous time? Let's haul our ship straight up on shore first. Then come, follow me, to see your shipmates in the magic house of Circe. Eating, drinking, endlessly regaled, the feast flows on forever. Is it devil's work you long for? Why stumble blindly down to Circe's halls? She'll turn us into pigs or wolves or lions. Prince, we can leave him here if you say the word. Let him stay here on guard. As for ourselves, show us the way to Circe's magic hall. At this, we turned inland, leaving shore and ship. And Eurylochus straggled along behind the rest. All the while, Circe bathed the other comrades in her palace, mm. caring and kindly, anointed mm. with sweet oil. We found them there all together! Enough of weeping fits. 
Well, I know what pains you bore on the swarming seas. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. punishment you endured from hostile men on land. Oh, Remain yes. with me and share my meat and drink. Restore behind your ribs those gallant hearts that served you in the old days when you sailed from Stony. <laughs> now parched and spent, always brooding over your wanderings long and hard, your hearts never lifting with any joy. You've suffered far too much. As we were men, we, we could not help consenting. consenting. <laughs> 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 we're homeward bound from wandering round. And there we yeah, sat at ease. <laughs> oh, day in, day out. Day in, day out. Feasting oh, on mighty sides of meat. And drinking heady draughts of wine. For we're homeward bound for wandering round. Until a year had run its course. Captain! Captain, shake off this trance! Think of home! Think of Ithaca! Oh, Circe, now you must keep your promise. It is time. Help me make sail for home. Day after day my longing quickens, and my company give me no peace but wear my heart away, pleading when you are not at hand to hear. Son of Laertes and the gods of old, Odysseus, master mariner and soldier, you shall not stay here longer against your will. But home you may not go, unless you come a strange way round to the cold homes of death and pale Persephone. You shall hear prophecy from the rapt shade of blind Tiresias of Thebes, forever charged with reason, even among the dead, to him, of all the flitting ghosts, Persephone has given a mind undarkened. I felt a weight like stone within me to not go home. To sail to the land of the dead, surely we were lost. Circe, who pilots me upon this journey? No man has ever sailed to the land of death. Son of Laertes and the gods of old, Odysseus, master of landways and seaways, feel no dismay because you lack a pilot? Only set your mast and haul your canvas to the fresh-blowing west. Sit down and steer, and hold that wind even to the bourne of ocean. Persephone's deserted stand and grove dusky with poplars and the drooping willow whose fruit dies young. Run through the tide rip, bring ship to shore, and find the crumbling homes of death. Here, toward the sorrowing waters run the streams of wailing out of sticks and quenchless burning, torrents that join in thunder at the rock. Once there, go forward, hero. Do as I say now. Up now. Oh. Come. We sail. <gasps> we sail. Oh. We're going home. We're to Ithaca. You think we are headed home for wandering. Our own dear land. Well, Circe sets us a rather different course. We must go to the cold homes of death and pale Persephone to hear Tiresias tell of times to come. So I said, and it broke my shipmates' hearts. But their tears gained us nothing. What good can come of grief? Back to the swift ship at the water's edge we went. Our spirits deep in anguish. Our faces wet with tears. But Circe got to the dark hole before them. She tethered a ram and black ewe close by. Slipping past unseen, she had gone by like air. 
for who can see the passage of a goddess unless she wished his mortal eyes away? Thank you for listening to We Players The Odyssey Audio Drama, Episode 2, Isle of Aiea. We hope you'll tune in next time for Episode 3, The House of the Dead. Need I say more? We hope you are feeling patient and resilient, reaching out to your loved ones and taking good care of yourself. We at We Players are keeping our spirits strong, and with your generous support, we'll stay afloat despite these gale force winds. Please consider making a donation to We Players. Visit weplayers.org/donate. And thanks. The Odyssey on Alma was conceived and directed by Ava Roy. The production was created and performed by the ensemble, including Charlie Girk as Swingaboard Rippington, Allison Hansen as Tipmas Pintar, Rebecca Longworth as Briny Jack Breakwater. Jeffrey Nolan as Sparwood Bluewater, Ava Roy as Sea Reach, son of the launching master, and Ross Travis as Bordelie Pullerman. Our theme music is by Ryan Beebe and Josh Cook. Special thanks to Alcinous, King and Admiration of Men, also known as Captain Jason Rucker, to Seabelt, son of Grand Fleet Shipwrightson, also known as First Mate Alice Watts, to the Deckhands, J.D. Durst, Tom Hunt, Tom McCall, and Jeff Rogers. To the production team, Lauren Chavez, Lorraine Girk, and Lauren Matley. Additional thanks to Jared Gutekunst, Monica Lundy and Jesse Thatcher, Bob Watts, Antonia Gomez, Amy Hosa, Tony Messler, The Sirens, Kara Zeisloft and Maggie Ballard, and the production photographers, Mark Katauka and Tracy Martin. The Odyssey on Alma was developed and produced by We Players in partnership with the National Park Service, the San Francisco Maritime National Park Association, and San Francisco Maritime National Historical Park. Find out more at weplayers.org. Packs on high, watch all below The salt immortal sea The salt immortal Salt immortal sea.